0: over the last two weeks uh, we've been unpacking a story hashtag being me about a gay uh, christian man who has kind of come out and shared his story of his kind of coming of being really my first question to you my love is you know why did you decide to share your story with kzn
1: it's basically to highlight the fact that i i'm comfortable in my skin and where i am at my life at the moment i just want people to know that you know, amidst everything that I've been through, here's who I am right now. And I wanna be able to touch someone's life who may be in the same instance that I was mm-hmm. and who's gone through the issues that I did growing up. It's very cathartic for me to do it because, um, you know, it's a bit of a sense of relief and release. Mm-hmm. And I can just be myself mm-hmm. and you know, I want to use this amazing platform that I've been given to try and touch someone's life and to make a difference. You
0: say that you're happy, you know, it's it's been a journey and you're happy where you are at. Why did you change your voice? Why did you make us mask your voice?
1: Amidst everything, my family means a lot to me and especially my mom. Mm. Um, she's not quite comfortable with who I am. Um, it's been eight years since she found out about me initially. And she has a lot to deal with. And, you know, I went through a therapy session, the therapist was telling me, you know, I put my mom at the center of my life. It's it's sad because I want to, like, you know, I'd love to be named, but I did it to protect her and I did it to protect my family. I'm still on a journey of being me, basically, but it's a slow journey. And I don't want to, you know, they found out the news and they don't take it that well, but they're dealing with it in their own time. So it's just me as a person, I guess.
0: And I mean, speaking about your mom, and I mean, she comes up quite a few times, Mm. um, and we've spoken off mic about this journey of yours, and uh, I mean, living in the same home as her, and just never talking about it, but her kind of knowing, Mm. and you obviously knowing, but But it was just never spoken about, how was it living in the same home with someone that you love, and pivot your life around, and you want that acceptance of all the people in the world, you want her to say, my boy, it's okay.
1: Yeah, so living with the secret prior to her finding out was horrible. Lying, um, you know, the deceit, getting people to lie for me where I am, my whereabouts. And then it became worse when she actually found out about it. And it went to a point where she was in the kitchen and I would walk in the kitchen and she would just walk out because she didn't want to even see my face. And it made me feel horrible. And all those feelings of the suicide and the low points just started back again. And I just had to pull myself together and I'd be like, listen, she needs to deal with this. But instead, she just swept it under the carpet mm-hmm. and she didn't want to deal with it. So that is why each time I was around her or each time there was a mention of something relating to gay um, or, you know, homosexuality, she would just kind of look the other way. Literally look the other way.
0: I don't know if you watched um, Nanette. Uh Yeah. Okay, like yeah. some of the most profound and thought-provoking content I have seen in my life mm. uh, by, a comedian who, uh, by comedian Hannah Gatsby. And one of the things that she says is that when she came out to her mom, her mom apologized for being the parent that she was. And she said, I'm sorry because I was hoping that you would change because I knew that the world wouldn't. Mm-hmm what do you think as far as the mindset that your mom's reaction has been as such not so much about what people think but because she is scared of how the world
1: will treat you 100% so my mom is someone who she's always concerned about what everyone else is going to say and this is why I think she hasn't accepted it not to mention the fact she feels as though she's failed as a mom and she's told me this and she's told my sister this as well um, and it's very, very tough um, It's very tough hearing that I do know she's she's got a long way to go um, I don't know when it's going to be But, you know, I'll be there I'll show up But also it's time for me to live my life It's time for me to be who I am And this is me
0: Well, you know, so many people that you hear their stories That they would rather live a shrouded existence Because they're scared of disappointing For someone that doesn't want to disappoint their mom Or disappoint their dad At what point do you say I need to prioritize myself.
1: You know, I've had this talk with my partner quite a lot. And, you know, respectfully, he told me, your mom and dad are always going to be there for you. They're always going to, you know, they're not going to throw you away because my mom has a lot of pride. Unfortunately, I need to say to myself, listen, enough is enough. This is me. This is who I am. You know, I love you either way. But if it's a choice that you want to take and you don't want to be involved in my life anymore, I can't do anything. I can't. I really, really can't because it's not fair on me, it's not fair on my partner, mm. you know, my fiance, it's really not fair. Mm. So and you know, I'm getting there and it's weird because while I'm on this journey, I feel like, you know, I'm one step forward, but also I've got I've got the right foot back because like I'm still worried about them. I'm still worried about what they're gonna say. Mm. I'm still worried about even posting stuff on social media. Mm. So it's a tough one.
0: What was the the toughest or the hardest episode for you to verbalize because listening to your story there were a few times where i just thought how does somebody come back from this kind of thing Mm.
1: two things so it's difficult to pinpoint one but obviously one of it was kevin kevin was very difficult i still have him on facebook i don't know why it was really tough talking about him i literally put it right at the back of my mind and the weird thing is jane is that out of all the memories i can't remember anything else when i was eight years old beside that incident because it was so traumatic it stuck with me and i just i pushed it so far in my mind i i just didn't even want to think about it so that was very difficult talking about him um i don't know why i have him on facebook i really don't i mean he's married now at the moment for me it's it's weird because i did consider confronting him um and speaking to him about it and he just joked and he was like oh do you remember when we were younger and we were stupid and he just laughed about it didn't Mm. say anything about it. that was difficult um and obviously the suicide the suicide was really really tough it really broke me um not to mention the fact the day that it happened i had a whole home full of family members around and you know if you could imagine one room the whole lot of people inside and i'm at the corner and no one's looking at me Mm. i'm in the garage doing this thing or i'm in the toilet crying on the floor Mm. and no one even noticed
0: Mm. It's hard.
1: It's beautiful.
0: I'm going to go back again mm. to Nanette. Mm-hmm. And she speaks about growing up in a very small place where mindset is stifled. And she says, as a child, when you grow up, believing that being gay is such a terrible sin, the hatred that you have for yourself, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you feel like a homophobic. Mm. You hate everything about yourself, but that is who you are. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it must be like the self-hatred because you've been taught by the people that are supposed to guide you that that is not right.
1: It's weird because while I was recording this I even thought my mom always told me because I hung out with girls a lot in school you need to hang out with boys more because in her mind she felt if I did that it would make me straight. However, looking back now, I actually giggle because it wouldn't have made any difference. It would have probably made me even more gay than I am, if that's even a thing. <laughs>
0: you, some somewhere in the in the in the podcast series, you talk about that moment where you knew you, you were gay. Mm. That whole mindset of people thinking that people are born gay or it's a choice. What mm. what are you, what are your takes on that?
1: So I read a quote once that said, "Being gay is either through nature or nurture." Mm-hmm. Um. I don't talk a lot about my dad. Um, That's a whole other topic and a whole other podcast series. But my dad was never really present growing up. And he had his own things that he was up to. Extracurricular activities, if I could call it. And I feel that a part of me feels I was born this way. But also a part of me feels that I was nurtured into being gay. Really? It's very weird because i've also met many families where there's only females at home um you know there's a mom there's a granny there's the sisters and then there's one son and he's straight and he's no you know he's fine but i think because i grew up very soft i was never i don't know it's so difficult because my dad i can't remember him ever being there but a part of me even thinks that if he was present more in the early years, would it have made a difference?
0: That's such an interesting mindset. So, I mean, the question is, if your family had been one that was reassuring and kind and constant. Sorry, I don't want to say kind because I'm sure they're kind. Mm. Reassuring and constant and there, mm. would that have made a difference? Because how many times have you spoken? I'm not generalizing, but how many times have you spoken to someone who's gay, who has mother issues mm. or has father issues? Yeah. It's, it's pretty common. Pretty common. So right. it goes back. Is it nature or is it nurture? It's a very interesting one. It's a very
1: one. interesting one. I'm so divided by it because I was nurtured in a very soft environment. Like my sister was wonderful. My granny was wonderful. Even my mom. My mom has amazing qualities. And I don't want anyone to think by listening to this podcast that she's the devil or, she is, or she's horrible. She's not. She's an amazing person. But very set in her mindset. And for me, maybe it was nature, but also... I don't know. I'm very divided. I'm very, very divided. Let
0: me tell that I think your mom fits into a group of a lot of mums. Mm. Um and as a mom, I have to believe that she may be concerned about what people think, but I'm telling you now, she's always your mother. She carried you, mm. she held you, she was the first face that looked at you mm. and had hope and aspiration and wanted you to be happy. Mm. And I think that she is so fearful. And what people might say, because what's that going to do to you? Mm. So in a really weird way, Mm. it's her trying to protect
1: you. I understand. But
0: in the same way, Mm. she's actually pushing you further and further away from me. Look at my eyes.
1: Exactly. (laughs) All
0: right. So what would you say to a young person that's struggling with their sexuality? Do you, because you talk about this journey. Mm. Is it when you know the time is right, the time is right. Let's talk about the sexuality thing. For For example. example. So is there time where you thought about coming out, but it wasn't the right time. And then you got to a place where you prioritized yourself.
1: So school was one instance where even after the Kevin incident, I knew for a fact that I was different and I knew I was gay. I knew it, but... I thought if I came out then, I still had grade 10, 11, and 12 to go through and I would be miserable. I mean, I begged, begged my mom and dad to allow me to be homeschooled because I didn't want to go to school. Mm. It was so bad. It was horrible. For me, I felt free only when I went to university because I noticed, even with I in the library, I, I noticed that, listen, there's other people like me out there. In school, I mean, I went to a very nice school, but there was probably... Maybe one other guy that was gay. Or maybe there were people in the closet. I don't know. But I didn't feel it was the right time then. I only felt it was right when I was at university because I saw other people. I, I noticed other people. I could connect with them. It's such a weird thing, Jane, because you automatically know when someone is gay, even before they say anything. Your eyes connect. I can't explain it to you. But there is something there. It's a vibe. And you just know that person is gay.
0: Do you think things are different in schools now? With everyone talking about sexuality and everybody, I mean, we, we've come a long way. We, I mean, who would ever thought that this kind of podcast would actually get on exactly. on air? Yeah. And yeah. people have spoken about how far we have come. Exactly. Yet I wonder, is it any different in schools?
1: I think it's spoken about more, but I don't think it's different. You see, I also don't know the school curriculum at the moment, what they're teaching. Because at, at school, we were never taught about homosexuality at all. Not in life orientation, not in bio, like... None of that. You know, I think kids are very rare, and especially with social media. They are, they're not silly. They know exactly what's up. They, you know, but I think there's a portion of those kids who are still the Kevins of the world.
0: When it comes to bullying, if someone's listening now that hates school, they want to get out, they have thoughts of suicide because they can't cope with how... Badly treated their art day in and day out and their mums and dads are just oblivious. I mean how do you safeguard somebody and tell them that mm. everything's going to be okay and one day you too will have a story. Mm.
1: Find someone to talk to. I kept everything inside and it took me 27 years to actually speak up and say something. But if you're not going to say anything and if you're not going to if you're not going to be on I mean listen, you have to have those difficult conversations with yourself. You have to. But find that one person. I unfortunately found the person too late. In retrospect, maybe not too late because it's me. I've been through this and I've been through the process. But find someone to speak to. Don't keep it bottled up. Don't try to mask it with other stuff and try different things. You know, you and yourself know who you are. Hmm. If I accepted myself way back when, I wouldn't have all this. I would have dealt with all this. I'm only dealing with Kevin now, 20 years later. Hmm. And I thought that... By putting it at the back of my mind and not telling anyone Just go away Because we were young
0: And I mean how did those negative sexual experiences um, Kind of affect the the choices that you made in partners And mm. the relationship that you had with being gay I mean did you perceive it as the sordid um, You know dirty kind of little like I don't know secret or, or whatever mm. I mean did that abuse mm. Manifest itself in the choices that you made With mm. partners and decisions mm
1: there was one instance where it was an older guy and you see the thing is with Kevin as well even even that young he had a very dominating personality there was a guy who approached me while I was on my journey and he wanted to get into this relationship a three-way relationship I wasn't very comfortable by it but he actually got very pushy and very possessive like I'll never forget we were chatting on um I think it was Mixit back then you know he says you must worship me so he was, he was into that. Um, I know it's a bit much for radio, but the first thing that went in my mind, I was so put off. I deleted his number. I didn't want to talk to him. I was afraid. I didn't want to even tell him where I lived mm-hmm. because I was like, you know, this guy's going to come for me. And it's affected me. It's affected me sexually. It's, it's affected me in my intimate life. It, it has. The whole notion of making love or the whole notion about being with a partner, it's really tainted my view completely. I can't see sex the same way As other people see it I can't
0: Really? So even though you're with somebody who you love And you're going to dedicate the rest of your life to Getting intimate mm. is,
1: It's still an issue uh,
0: That's deep rooted mm. in pain mm. And um, people laughing mm. um, you know, mm. Kevin laughing at you When you tied your shoes together yeah. Making you do things that didn't feel like they were good for you mm. So that's still something That's still going to be a work in progress yeah. That you still need to
1: work through yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: And how does your partner take that?
1: In one aspect He's much older than me. So for him, it's more about the companionship and the love. And while I love that, we always have issues and we always have fights because he feels that um, I always make the intimacy part a very big deal in our relationship. But for him, it's not. He just wants to love me, he just wants to care for me, he just wants to hold me. I think. I found the right partner because he understands my troubles and he understands it's not a big thing between us we don't make into a big thing there's other ways to make love Mm. there is other ways to make love other than just Mm. doing the deed
0: do you think that you will heal that part of your, it's kind of your judgment on you, isn't it?
1: Mm. It is
0: If you think about it, if you strip it all back mm. it's, it's thinking about your mum, what she said It's thinking about what Kevin did It's thinking about that instance and that instance As opposed to just being present with you and with him mm. So do you think that you will ever self-heal
1: that part? I think in time I'm not ready as yet I think It's so weird, but I still long for that acceptance from my mom. I do A weird part of me actually wants to confront Kevin, but we had a chat about three years ago and I thought it would be, I thought it would help me get through it. Um, He invited me on Facebook. And as I said, he was like, you know, do you remember when we were younger? And he laughed, like, you know, he laughed it off. And he was like, you know, did that make you into a morphe?" Because it was just, we were just young. We were just stupid. And what was weird And I didn't reveal this in the podcast, so (laughs) exclusive, but um, he actually, he told me he was engaged, but he told me he and the fiance, they weren't doing anything and they weren't intimate. And he wanted to seek that from me to try and ignite the flame again. (laughs) And he thought he had that control over me. So when I backed away, um, he was very taken aback. And he kind of, he was trying to be a bit forceful and he said, I'll come over to your house. And I was kind of getting a bit scared and and eventually I'm like, listen, you have your own journey to walk on He just kept saying I'm not gay me. I'm not gay I'm not gay.
0: I mean then itself is a whole different conversation Mm -hmm. about you know, the things that people live with I mean, Mm -hmm. there's this guy who's married to a beautiful woman They have the most perfect wedding photographs that you've shown me and by standards of society They look like the happily ever after
1: amazing Absolutely amazing. I mean he told me he was engaged and he told me he was gonna get married and it happened very quickly they got married she's beautiful what a wonderful person but my heart really cries out for her because she doesn't know the secret that he's carrying I'm a Christian man I believe in God I believe in Jesus and I believe that God will always put people in your life in your part to try and figure out stuff and there was a guy that I worked with in my previous company he actually went to school with Kevin and out of the blue we were chilling out one day and he was just telling me, you know, oh, you know, but Kevin, he's he's really weird, hey? Like, what do you mean? It's like, no, 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 no. There's a lot of stories between him him and young boys at schools hmm. that was going around. So he's still, he's still up to his mischief.
0: Must be so cool that you're on this journey of, um, you know, it's been cathartic, it's been liberated, it's, it's been raw, it's been vulnerable, it's been sore. Hmm. But to know that you're living your truth. Hmm. I know. You might never get your mom's acceptance, as I'm sure you know, Mm. Um, but how lovely to hopefully have got closer to self-acceptance.
1: It's been an amazing platform. And each day I wake up in, I mean, I listen to those episodes over and over again in the morning when I go to bed and I know I recorded it, I scripted it, I did everything. But for me, it's just like, flip, I can't believe it. I'm actually speaking my truth. Mm. This is who I am. And it's it's amazing because I've got a wonderful partner that supports me. You know, I mean, my family, it's going to take time, but it's just amazing. It really is amazing. And thank you so much for the platform.
0: I'm absolutely convinced that there have been people that feel seen, feel validated, feel comforted. And um, yeah, thank you for your truth. Thanks. Jane, Jane Lindley Thomas, East Coast Radio.